0: It's me, Daniel Van Kirk, and welcome to the weekend edition of The Goodnight Show. We are dropping this around 12 a.m. Saturday morning, Rochelle Standard Time. And if you are listening to it late at night, as it's meant to be, we're glad that you are here. But no matter what you're doing, thanks for checking in with The Good Night Show. Uh, we've got a great weekend edition planned for all of you. First, though, let's say hi to our producer, Noah. Noah, how are you? Welcome to The Weekend Edition.
1: I'm doing great. It's a little bit of a cloudy... Cloudy night. Yeah. Out, so, uh, yeah. Nothing so.
0: wrong with that. Uh, no. Are you getting outside, Noah? Are you uh, giving yourself like outside time or have you been inside for days?
1: I'm, I'm doing some walks, strolling around the neighborhood, uh, okay. checking out uh, what, what level of disarray people's lawns are in.
0: <laughs> do you do your walks uh, at nighttime or do you do them during the day?
1: You know, I do them mostly during the day, but actually some nighttime strolls, sound that sounds relaxing.
0: You should. It's it's good. I mean, you don't have to go too far, and and, uh, any little bit of being outside definitely helps. Um, It was a great first week of The Good Night Show. I want to thank everybody who chimed in and joined us. There's so many opportunities for you guys to be part of the show, whether that is letting us know about positive things you have seen or... uh, telling us what's entertaining you these days in any sort of media platform or entertainment way. And as well as you can respond to uh, episodes, let us know what you thought about stuff or chime in if there's anything that interests you or piques your interest. It's been a pretty good time. Uh, We had really good fun. uh, Really good fun. We had a good time on Thursday with the uh, pop culture uh, running down those movies. And some of you let us know about your favorite uh, movies from Saturday Night Live alumni. And I really appreciated that. And we had the interview with Ryan Sickler on Friday. So now the weekend edition is kind of like a little expanded version of so many of the things that we touched on, plus a little extra. And that first thing extra that we are going to do every single week is review The Wonder Years, my favorite TV show of all time. We will go through this until we are done with it. So let's take a look back at a show that took a look back the Wonder Years, as we talk about season one, episode one, the pilot.
1: What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me?
0: All right, The Wonder Years, Years is a show I'd in my life that I've just always loved. It, I uh, it, heat. I don't know. It gave me something growing up in Rochelle that kind of made me feel like. I saw what my mom went through and what she grew up and what her life. And it's interesting when I say that what she went through, I I couldn't be any more true because my mom was born the exact same year that the Kevin Arnold character was born. So the year that he's going into junior high, which is when the show starts was the same year that she went into junior high. So I actually was getting almost like a, a map of what was happening in the country and what was happening in the news at the, when my mom was at all those same ages, so that was kind of like a really cool perspective for me. Noah, have you watched the Wonder Years? Are you familiar with the show?
1: A little bit uh, back in the day, I, I watched the reruns, but uh, I'm not super familiar with
0: well, it. You got to get on board. They're only I, they're only thirty minutes long. Uh, so it's probably like 22 minutes with, um, you know, after the commercials are taken out, it's free on Hulu, maybe with a subscription. I'm not really sure, but, uh, if you need one, I, I would share with you just to make sure you can watch it. Cause I want you to go through this with us. So you have two episodes to watch for next weekend's sure. edition. Um, and I, even if you hate it, I mean, I'll fire you, but <laughs> but I still want to hear what you think. So uh, for all of you who haven't checked in, and maybe you'll be watching uh, watching after the fact, I won't do too much of a uh, deep dive. The opening is completely great. You know, this show is just built on nostalgia, and it also has Daniel Stern's best role. And I say that with a deep love of not only City Slickers, but obviously uh, Home Alone as well. But Daniel Stern is so good in this movie. Um he uh, i want to find out who's the actor in the wonder years who played brian cooper and if they went on and did anything else maybe you can look that up on imdb while we're doing this noah Um, so first of all uh, kevin arnold's mom is beautiful another thing maybe i'll find this out for next week i want to know how old she is because i always thought of her as like an older mom but so a lot of people are uh, Sopranos fans, and I don't know if you know this. Do you watch Sopranos, Noah?
1: Oh yeah, I watched. I watched all. The Sopranos. How
0: old do you think James Gandolfini is in the premiere or pilot episode of Sopranos?
1: Uh, is, is it cheating if I've looked it up before? Because I think I remember. That's okay. You can still tell. Up.
0: You're going to be telling everyone.
1: Right. I think. Um, I, I think I remember he was like 39 or something. Right. 36. 40.
0: 36. 36 years old. Yeah, he was 36. if He feels like he's like 46 when that thing opens or 42, but he was 36. So I'm curious how old the woman who plays the mom, maybe you can tell me her name too. I don't want to disrespect uh, her uh, career by not giving her the credit that she deserves. So the woman who played the mom, who I think went on to do, or maybe is still doing like soap operas, uh, a lot of love for soap operas this week in my life. So... Uh, We'll find out who played Brian Cooper because I'm very curious. Another thing to know. So the dad in the Wonder Years, he's this gruff, you know, doesn't know how to say I love you. But there's a great sentimental moment in the opening scene when they find out that someone they know was killed in the Vietnam War. And it's just a shot of his hand on Fred Savage, a.k.a. Kevin Arnold's shoulder. And it really just says everything in the moment. This is a very beautiful show. It's a nice show. It's a warm show but it also dealt with issues that were happening and they tackled that it uh, very heavily in the first episode. So a little fun story, my very first play that I was ever in, I blew my knee out playing football and wrestling in high school. So I, I decided to try theater and I go to the very first uh, meeting for that year and Carol Weedman, I guess you could say a woman who changed my life, uh, as so many teachers do and don't get enough credit for in this world, but hopefully are now as everybody's realizing what it's like to educate your own children, try doing that 30. Um, She said, we were doing this. We were doing a play called on stilts, which was written by a dear friend of hers who was an art teacher at the high school who passed away. And most high school plays have big casts because you want to get everybody involved, but it meant a lot to her to do this play called on stilts because he had passed away and, there were only five roles in the entire show and I had never done any sort of organized theater at all. I was a junior in high school and I went to the theater meeting and, and it was funny. I was kind of ostracized for being a jock. So the, I, I, the uh the people who tend to you know feel i guess picked on or or at least in my high school maybe on the fringe i was in their wheelhouse so i was on the fringe and nobody really talked to me and carol Weedman said hey here's the auditions we, we this is what you can do and we uh we had monologues and she said if you have your own monologue feel free and i thought well then they won't know if i don't write one i'll just make it up and, my, and I, was, I wanted to audition for the dad, so I channeled, literally, this is true, I channeled the dad from The Wonder Years, and I thought to myself, I'll just pretend I'm a dad talking to a kid, and I'll say, what, are you going to cry now? That's just the way I started it? And then I'm like, I'll talk until they tell me to stop, not knowing you're supposed to stop within the time given. And I just acted like the dad from The Wonder Years. I got the part, I was in on stilts, and now I produce The Good Night Show with Noah. I mean, amazing! It all works. That's a great story. I know, it all works. Such great use of Joni Mitchell in this first episode with both sides now. A beautiful song. Maybe that'll show up on the Saturday Seventies show at some point. Although if this came out in '68 and they were being correct, that song would have already been out. Maybe it won't apply to the good this, the uh, Saturday Seventies uh, show that I do on Instagram on Saturday nights. But it's still wonderful. If you haven't gone back and listened to Joni Mitchell, Mitchell's Both Sides Now, or you've never heard it, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, they also great use of Crystal Blue Persuasion. Phenomenal song. Uh, obviously used better, in my opinion, in um, Breaking Bad, but still excellent nonetheless. There's a woman in the show named uh, or, uh, Winnie Cooper. It wants to go by Gwendolyn. So she says, uh, call me Gwen or Gwendolyn. Not enough Gwendolyn's in this world. I love that name. And then also an interesting thing that they must have gotten rid of are two things. They did like weird sound effects in this first episode. And they would also do... Um, they would also do a narration from Kevin, but overall, I loved the show. I thought it was great, and um, I hope you guys go back and check it out. I'll be talking about the next week's episode, but in this week, uh, we we addressed the Vietnam and losing people in the Vietnam, the Vietnam War, and what it meant for some of these small towns to lose their kids. But it's a really good show, and I hope everybody uh, is watching it or watching it with me. It's the Wonder Years, and you can watch it on hulu all right we're going to take a quick a quick i'm going to re-rack that all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to touch on some of the things that we wanted to talk a little bit more from the last week and also looking forward to what's coming up thanks for joining us and we'll be right back on the good night show And welcome back to the Goodnight Show. Noah did a little digging when we were on the break. So, Noah, tell me what you found.
1: So I found a this couple is all things. Wonder Years stuff. This is Wonder Years stuff. Okay. Um, I found the name of the actor who plays Brian
0: Cooper. Oh, and what is his name?
1: His name is Bentley Mitchum. Great which name. It's
0: a great name. He sounds like a motorcycle. He
1: does, and he is the. He's actually the grandson of Robert Mitchum.
0: Whoa. Has he gone on yeah. to do... Did he do anything else after...
1: He did. He's had uh, a long acting career and even, you know, acting up until 2019. Are you on Wikipedia for.
0: Or, or is the IMDb?
1: I am on the IMDb. Perfect. What is he known
0: for? What are his top four things when you...
1: He is known for The Man in the Moon okay. from 1991, which I think he... Um, I did not. It says he's an actor-director... He's also known for Baja Run from 1996.
0: Can't say I'm familiar.
1: Sometimes They Come Back from 1991. I'm familiar with that. And The Ritual, which he directed in 2009.
0: Oh, is that the movie that's on Netflix? Maybe. It's from 2009 and... Okay. I bet it's not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I bet it's different. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll, uh, we will get even deeper now that everybody's had one week. I didn't want to give too much away about episode one. So uh, if you're following along and we keep doing it, you will hear more about uh, episode two of The Wonder Years next week. All right. One of the things that we uh, didn't get to touch on enough last week um, was, Noah, you are working on Something with Ozark season three? Did you want to tell people about that?
1: Sure. So, um, one of uh, one of the other podcasts that I've been working on is called Postplay Ozark. It's a Netflix podcast, and um, it's a kind of a deep dive into the behind the scenes making of Ozark season three. Nice. Um, it's a three part. Three episode podcast, uh, with Jason Bateman and, uh, the showrunner, Chris Mundy. And it's the two of them just going episode by episode, talking about being on set, writing the show, all that went into it. Um, and it was a lot of fun to, to, uh, to produce. I got to watch the whole season of the show ahead of time, uh, write up a bunch of questions and then basically sit in a room with Jason Bateman and Chris Mundy and help kind of guide their conversations so it was a really cool
0: experience oh wow that's awesome um when when is that going to start dropping and where can people find it
1: it is out right now if you just search for post play that's two words post play uh colon ozark uh wherever you listen to podcasts if you're into ozark it's uh it's a really cool look kind of behind the curtain
0: Oh great! And how they do it? Cool. When uh, when people get up uh, after they go to bed from listening to this, listen, and they start their day, they should be looking for that. Also, as we've been reminding people the past couple of days, I just want to uh, let everybody know that we are uh, getting everything up and running. We are an independent uh, podcast production team. So if you have an app or something that you listen to podcasts on where you can't find it, the first thing I'm going to tell you is make sure you're looking for "Good Night" as two words. Sometimes that helps. And the second thing I want to tell you is. Email us. That is the best way. Uh, don't DM me. Don't um, don't DM Noah just because those things can way too easily get lost in the shuffle. Just email the goodnightpod at gmail.com. And I guess I didn't say it enough up top. If you have anything that you want to chime in for us uh, and you want to reach out to us, I guess I should say. Call us at 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Make sure you follow The Good Night Pod on Twitter and Instagram. We will be setting up a closed Facebook group pretty soon if we haven't done that already, so you can join that group. I'm not the biggest Facebook fan, but if I can do something where we control uh, how positive and safe of a space it is, uh, I will do it in that way. Also, email us. We've already talked about that. The Good Pod at gmail.com com so um let us know there if for some reason you're like hey i can't find this on this podcast player that my friend's cousin built well we'll do our best but uh, we're trying to get everything up some places just take a little bit longer than others but i think it's all resolving itself i don't know if there's anything else i wanted to cover before we get into these last two things but one of the so we'll go right into it know if i think of something just let me know but um the Office recently turned 15, and we didn't get a chance to talk about that on our uh, Thursday episode of the, uh, the Looking Back at Pop Culture History. And right now, if you go to mentalfloss.com, they are doing a Who is the Greatest Character on The Office? It is Time to Vote yeah, guys, uh, years of watching and re-watching The Office because it just celebrated its 15th anniversary of Led Up To This Moment. So they are doing a Mifflin Madness, that is the Mental Floss's cutthroat competition to determine The Office's greatest character. The way it works is this. You have 24 hours to cast your vote for each round on Twitter before the bracket is updated. The full bracket below is fo- uh, followed round by round uh, with two winners. You cast your vote for round three you can do this. I think it's on Twitter. They put it out there. I think I just said that out loud and then didn't realize it and kept talking, but you, um, you go to the mental flosses, Twitter vote in their poll system. I'm sure is how they do it. You can cast your vote, uh, All you have to do is be sure to check back on Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So I don't know what round they're on right now. I bet they're probably on like the Elite Eight, maybe even the final four as we lead into this Monday. But I kind of wanted to go over some of these myself and uh, see maybe how are you a fan of The Office, Noah? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Have you watched the entire run? I have. How many times would you say you've watched the entire run?
1: Um... Well, the earlier seasons, like seasons two and three, I've probably seen each of those episodes, you know, many multiples of times.
0: Oh, you have later, like a, you have a sweet spot for your office love.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. Two, I do anything
0: after Michael leaves. I'm sorry, I'm done.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, some people I, the like later them. Later seasons, not. They don't do too much for
0: me. I know. Okay, so. Yeah. When we are doing this this weekend, it looks like they are down to the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So, yeah, they're on they're the Elite Eight. So, maybe this Monday will be you can vote if, for the final four. So, let's work our way back. I want to start at the Sweet 16 because the first round is way too easy. Let's see where you would have voted and where I would have voted. So, Michael Scott versus Joe Bennett. Obviously, Michael Scott. Michael, Obviously. Why don't they just put Michael all the way to the end? Um, yeah yeah <laughs> uh jim helper and stanley hudson jim's gonna win that jim. one too Yep, <laughs> i agree creed branton and david wallace i gotta go creed
1: i gotta go creed as well i love the uh, on any tv show kind of like that weird outcast guy is always one of my favorite
0: characters oh nice that's cool yeah yeah so. I, I think i'm kind of like that too all right here this one might be the tightest race we're going to cover where would you have voted between robert california and bob vance
1: that's tough i love james spader uh, i know he he is uh, and he's so good
0: he's and he is a, a bright spot post steve yeah. carell on the office
1: i probably would have voted robert california
0: Ooh. I yeah i think you know, i, would, I, have gone I, think I would have too bob, bob vance has some choice scenes with michael scott though mm-hmm. that's but true he, he almost exists more as a reference point for phyllis than he does even in right. the show so i think i would i would have gone robert california too okay uh Karen Filippelli and Dwight Schrute. Dwight's gonna walk through that. Karen was mm-hmm. a great addition to the show, but okay. Aaron Hansen and Kevin Malone. I think this would divide some people.
1: I think so, but I, I, I agree with the uh with the with the poll which goes with Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I would there are just so many Ke- incredible Kevin. Well,
0: moments. Kevin provided me the hardest I ever laughed watching the office, and that is the chili scene. Of course. Uh, now do you know that there was a huge fight in the writers room and Mindy Kaling stormed out of the writers room because she thought it was it crossed the line into mean from funny. And I don't know if that makes me a mean oh. person or I just vehemently disagree with her, but I found it, I don't think there's anything mean about it at all. It's perfectly oh. on brand for the character and I that's char- yeah, I almost that's fell character. off the couch laugh laughing at it. It's the hardest I laughed. Um mm-hmm. It's oh, one of I the top to. moments of the show, yeah, I agree. and uh, my friend Andrew Youngblood got me a keychain that is uh Kevin spilling the chili, and I love it amazing, yeah, okay, um Angela Martin and Andy Bernard.
1: I'd go with Angela.
0: you would I think I'd go Andy yeah,
1: really yeah, i like I liked Andy and he's a fun character, but there were some sometimes he would just get on my nerves. I know, and, but
0: here's my I, I don't know? think the show would Have been able to keep going without him, and it, it, I think it would have been able to keep going without Andy. I think That's she's true. great. I, I just I, think, I love yeah. her, but I'm just talking about the way they wrote it and the way they told the stories. Andy Absolutely. for me, but Angela, I won. just
1: loved giving Dwight a romantic relationship as well. Like, that it did add a whole was, layer. I
0: agree. You're yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then last in the Sweet 16 was Daryl Philbin and Pam Beasley. Pam's gonna walk through that, but Daryl's great. Yeah. Daryl had some of, of course. the. When he, the scene where he tells Michael about how gangs work. <laughs> <laughs> just, I absolutely love it. Okay, so let's run through. Now we have our elite eight, okay? Michael Scott versus Jim Halpert. I gotta go, Michael.
1: Gotta go, Michael. He's the, he is the he crux, is the crux show. of the show. Yes. He is the show. The show doesn't exist without Michael.
0: Did you hear recently that, um, I saw this over on Nerdist, that they part of the reason he might have left is not the reason people think. The reason Michael Scott left the show is he was coming up leading into his final season and he was doing some interview. This is, he talks about this and it's in a book that's coming out. If you could Google really quick, a new office book, and we can give credit to that book if people want to check that out. It's supposed to have a lot of like news stories and and, uh, little like uh, answers to questions that maybe people didn't know about or didn't even know existed. But uh, the Nerdist just covered it. If you look back in the last week, you might be able to find it. Anyway, so Michael Scott, according to this book, was doing an interview in the UK somewhere. And he talked about the upcoming season and they asked him if he was going to leave. And he said, oh, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's a possibility, but he hadn't thought about it at all. And it just kind of came out. And then over the course of the next week, that it became a huge story. And no one on the show that none of the showrunners reached out to him. Nobody at NBC was like, Hey, are you really going to leave? We don't want you to leave. And he kind of took that as like, well, I guess if they don't care if I leave or not, maybe I will. And so it became more of a real consideration for him. And partly based on the fact that it seemed like no one minded if he did, he wow. took that into big consideration. So I'm not saying he wouldn't have left anyway, but there's obviously an argument to be made, even from Steve Carell, that if they had called him up and you know really showed concern about him leaving, he might not have. Isn't that crazy? Huh. That is wild. Or maybe he would have still, but been on some sort of like more of a part-time basis and we wouldn't have, maybe there he would have had a less of a role, but uh Still had done something, but once he kind of made up his mind, he was done. They left it to his own volition, and that's what he decided to do. Okay, so first round was Michael Scott versus Jim. We both went Michael. Creed Bratton versus Bob Vance. This is a no-brainer for me. Creed, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Come on. Now, if it had been Creed Bratton versus Robert California, would you have had to think harder? I think I would have had to think. I still would have gone Creed personally.
1: Yes, yes. Do you know? Same. I would have had to think. But
0: uh, do you know that Creed, uh, the guy who played Creed, was in a like 1960s, very popular band, right? And I think yeah, they I sing think that song: "No sugar that. tonight in my coffee, no sugar tonight in my tea." I don't. That's in my that's head. That's very so creed. Right.
1: That's very creed. Very
0: creed. Um, okay. So the next one: Dwight Schrute versus Kevin Malone. Dwight's gonna Dwight. win, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he has to win. Okay. Angela Martin versus Pam. Pam's gonna Pam. win. Pam. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say if that goes that farther, we will then have Pam versus Dwight. You're going to go Dwight. You know you're going Dwight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Dwight.
0: Okay. You got to go Dwight. Okay, so that would put Dwight into the final two. And then we would end up with Creed versus Michael Scott.
1: Michael's going to win So again,
0: it'll come down. We're predicting that our final... If we were doing our bracket, and we hope everybody, Mm -hmm. wherever you are, is doing yours, that the final two would be uh, Dwight versus Michael. And again, this is a no-brainer to me. Mm -hmm. It's Michael. Yep. They should have done this bracket without with everyone except dwight and michael and then it probably would have just come down to pam and jim right <laughs> so maybe you don't, <laughs> do, don't do michael dwight pam or jim and then yeah see they got the wins. core four who do you think would the win then four. andy That's maybe tough. maybe maybe
1: andy maybe maybe kevin
0: yeah, that's a much more interesting bracket to me. So anyway, uh, yeah. go to Mental Floss, go to their Twitter page. I think it's on this Monday. You should be able to cast your vote or maybe just print own, your own out and do it with your friends and see who wins. And you don't need to be in person to do that. Let's find ways to just keep having fun. Okay, um, before we get out here, I don't know if there was anything else we needed to touch on. Oh, we, you know, we had an email from a listener. I wanted to get to this really quick. Uh, this is what they say. It's about Animal Crossing, which you nor I know anything about. This is what this, the listener wrote into to us at uh, thepenpalpod at gmail.com. Please do that too if you have something you want to talk about. First of all, I love the new podcast. Second... Big fan of yours. I imagine that's to you, Noah. And lastly, I am emailing you about Animal Crossing. If you have Nintendo Switch, I highly recommend it for you to play. It weirdly takes up a lot of your time in a great, entertaining, mindless way. In this new version, you build an island up from scratch. It quasi-passes as intersection per... It quasi-passes as interaction, sorry, per the people, that would be animals, you talk to and do stuff for. Basically, when I'm not at work, my job is considered essential, even though I find that a stretch to believe. Well, I'll say this really quick. Do you know podcasting is considered essential work?
1: I agree with that. I it, no, it literally essential.
0: is considered essential yeah. work. So we're doing essential work. Um I am playing Animal Crossing, and it passes the time uh, at home and quarantine time, especially also if you have friends playing the game. You can visit their islands and invite them to yours as well, so the interaction is still there like your other games you mentioned. Keep up the good work, be safe, and stay over. Bryant uh, from Hartsville, South Carolina. Thanks so much. Um, Did we ever find out how old the mom was in the Wonder Years?
1: Yes. Do you want to guess?
0: I'm going to guess that in that, I'm going to go I'm going to go Tony Soprano. She was 36 years old when that pilot premiered.
1: That is very close if we were playing prices prices right. She's uh, 37. She's 37. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I knew it yeah i knew it uh okay uh last before we go we're gonna tell you what we're looking towards for next week john daly made a music video expect that to show up on monday you can check it out right now if you want to and you got a little uh, inside peek because we're, we're gonna we're gonna break that down i loved it that'll have you happening on monday espn is dropping the last dance early so expect that to show up on tuesday i cannot wait to see last dance also i got mlb the show so i might be doing like a home run derby with anybody who listens to this and wants to join in i will also have finished tiger king by the time we uh get into record for tuesday so look for all of those things coming up in the next week plus we saw speaking of the office we saw something really cool from John Krasinski and you can go to his Instagram page if you want to find out what that is or just wait for us to talk about it on Monday that'll do it for us tonight's episode of the good night show was produced by Noah Everhart it was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch Solomon with production assistance from Ben Ziper, and the theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard the artwork was created by CM Dugan you can check out more of his work at cmdugan.com if you enjoyed tonight's show you can get more content at patreoncom thegoodnightshow the show. Let me re that because they're already doing that. Thank you for being a Patreon member if you want. Take it again. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you got it because you are a Patreon member and that means the world to us. Please feel free to tell other people that they can sign up for the Goodnight Show Patreon and get the weekend edition as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics. Plus you guys, and maybe them, if they sign up, will be getting a super cut of the entire week's worth of shows, as well as access to the entire back catalog of Hindsight. As you know, there are three Patreon tiers, and the, the most expensive one is less than $10 a month. The Goodnight Show is not part of any network, so all proceeds go directly to the costs and people that keep this show on the air. Your support matters and is greatly appreciated. One way to support is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone you know about this show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk. And remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night.